Welcome into the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? All right, welcome in. It's the Deep Slant Podcast. We are in the off-season and it's draft prospect series time. As the series rolls on, we've got quite a few draft prospects that we've covered. The NFL Combine is now in the book, so we're going to continue to cover some of these top players in the NFL draft. And the Texans, they still sit at number two and number 12 uh, in the NFL draft in the first round. Of course, that could change. But for now, we're going to get into it with our latest prospects. But first, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston, stream Texans games on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network, and count on a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? All right, let's get right into it on the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Joining me this week, J.C. Shelton. He covers Georgia football for USA Today Sports and hosts the UGA Football Live podcast. I talked to JC a bunch last year about Georgia football players. This year, no different. JC, always, always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks so much for having me on. I uh, really appreciate being back. I know it's a busy time for you guys and as well as us, you know, coming off the combine and pro day is next. So we're getting ready for that. Yeah, let's talk about some of these Georgia prospects because I think one of the most memorable parts, maybe not in a good way necessarily, of the NFL combine was standing around waiting to hear Jalen Carter speak. The defensive lineman spoke first. And about 15 minutes before he was scheduled to speak at the podium, we saw the news break on Twitter that he had been charged with reckless driving and racing in a connection with the crash that happened that killed a teammate. So everybody was waiting for uh, Jalen Carter to speak. And of course, he didn't speak because all this news was going down. But what can you tell us about where things stand right now with Carter and the investigation and sort of how it affects this entire process for him? Yeah, so very unfortunate timing for him as a prospect there. Um, beginning of the week, like you said, waiting for to hear him speak. He didn't. The news broke then. And then him and his team decided to issue a statement. It sounded from his perspective. I don't know if he wrote that. Didn't look like it. But for the way it was written, it sounded like from his perspective, basically saying that he feels good about being exonerated in the future of the charges. Now, how does this affect him going forward? I think there's a, uh, a court date in April. Not sure when that is exactly. But from what we know, he will be participating in Georgia's Pro Day, March 15th. Uh, I'm sure every NFL team is going to have a representative there. So many prospects to look out here for Georgia. So that's as far as we know. I, I can give you some uh, perspective of how he is as a player and his character from, from at least teammates I've spoken with and a really good story from Bruce Feldman of The Athletic as well. Yeah, we're going to get into all that. So let's let's talk about him as a player, because before the charges were filed, many thought that Jalen Carter was a top three prospect. A lot of people had him as even the number one prospect overall in the NFL draft. So as an interior defensive lineman, what does he bring to an NFL team that could make him a potential day one starter? I think just the way he is able to get off with his first step, he is used to taking double teams in the inside in the SEC taking double teams on a regular basis and splitting those. Um, his leverage is really what sets him apart, I think. And you can tell that from his tape. You know, another part of how he plays as a player is reminds me of Stetson Bennett, a Georgia quarterback, and how he plays up in certain moments. So Jalen Carter has his best games at the end of the season, in the postseason specifically. He had a sack. He had 12 QB hurries in the postseason and in the playoffs there. So I think his ability – with that leverage, the first step, and be able to taking on double teams. And as a pass rusher on the inside, I think that's really what adds so much value. And we've seen pass rushers uh, being taken so early 
over the draft's history. And I think that's for that reason, especially on the inside, when you have a guy that reminds me a little bit of Aaron Donald, more of an undersized guy, comes in at 6'3", 314. I think that that's good for his build. I think he can put on some mass there as well as he as he gets into the league. But I think just that leverage and ability to penetrate double teams is really what sets him apart. And the pressure up the middle really gets in QB's faces, makes them have to exit the pocket, and that's where you get sacks. He's played in the middle of some phenomenal Georgia players, first-round picks in Jordan Davis, Devontae White in 2021. What makes him stand out amongst a Georgia defense that's just so loaded and so talented overall? Yeah, it's crazy. You know, thinking back to last year, and especially Trayvon Walker, and like you said, Devontae White, Jordan Davis, yeah. um, and SEC coaches were saying Jalen Carter was the game-breaker, even within that group. And he was just a sophomore at the time. And we we saw him come in as a freshman and get playing time right away. Guy who Georgia fans didn't know about. And he came in right away and played really well in the SEC. And we're like, this guy is going to be a star. And of course, this year, All-American. And he missed two games this year. He battled through injuries, had an ankle injury, the, the opening game versus Oregon. Still played on it off of adrenaline, I guess, because he wasn't able to play much in, in practice in the game. He missed two games total. And you add the knee injury towards the, the end of the year, his MCL sprain. I think the ability for him to play through injury shows really good to NFL teams. You know, you have to do that on a weekly basis, unfortunately. I think he showed that this year. And he was still able to contribute even with these injuries when he came in and had to work back. His conditioning wasn't a problem at the time either. So I think that's a a good showing for him. You mentioned his character. So before the arrest charges, Carter was known for some outstanding stories off the field. Can you tell us a little bit about what he's like off the field and, and what you know about him from your time covering him? Yeah, so I think this really the question about this arose from uh, Todd McShay's comments on ESPN uh, when they were talking about those top few picks, who is going to be taken. He was obviously ranked at the top, going to be one of the names first called. But the the debate was uh, character concerns from Todd McShay's uh, viewpoint. Now, this was kind of a surprise to us because I had never heard anything bad from my time covering him. I've covered him since he was a freshman. And, you know, immediately after that came out, we, we published a story on those comments, and then players responded. There was at least three players responding right away on social media platforms that that was incorrect. Like the, the character concerns weren't an issue because they view him as a good teammate, a guy who always brings a smile, brings a hard work ethic. So it was a bit of a surprise. And then more recently, there's actually, I think, a week before the combine, Bruce Feldman of The Athletic published a story and, and was able to talk to a Georgia walk-on defensive lineman and you know, sure, if you know about walk-ons, if your fans do, but they don't get to eat like scholarship players. They don't eat for free. And Jalen Carter, when he found this out, actually offered to pay this former this Georgia walk-ons defensive lineman his meals throughout the season. And he didn't even tell the kid that he was going to. He just told the trainer. The trainer told the kid. So I think that shows a really good character. So I'm really, you know, it was bad timing about this coming out and I'm not sure how this plays into his draft stock, but we, well, from what we know, his character is good. I'm just not sure how NFL teams will view it. That's a phenomenal story. All right. What about for your time covering him with Jalen Carter, any particular game or performance that really stands out in your mind? Definitely the SEC championship. He was incredible that game versus LSU. Um, I think one picture that stands out in my mind is him holding up Jaden Daniels at the end of a sack with one arm up. And that was just an incredible picture in a moment that, you know, he showed like him dominating was not a surprise for teams. You know, they they knew Jalen Carter was going to be there. They knew he was going to be 
a problem and they had to deal with him. And he was still able to show, even though you're going to try to double team me and plan for me, I'm still going to get sacks. I'm going to wreck the game on the inside and force you to run outside of me. And that's where you run into other defenders like Nolan Smith. All right. Give us some other Georgia prospects to watch out for, JC. Yeah, this is right there. Nolan Smith, incredible combine, incredible combine. I think this is what kind of went along with Georgia's history at that edge recently when the Trayvon Walker last year and how he performed and earned that first overall pick. And then Smith comes in a, a little undersized there, six foot two, 238. Not exactly the length that you want to see in NFL um, edge rushers. 40 yard dash. He was first among defensive ends, 439, had a 152 10 yard split. That was first as well. Uh, vertical 41 and a half, which is crazy. That's first from a 238 pound guy. Broad jump. He was third, 10 feet, eight inches. Just incredible explosiveness and strength. And you see that on his tape. Now, this year, unfortunately, he had a peck tear versus Florida, and that really disrupted his best season to date. For in Athens, I mean, 18 total tackles and a team high 16 QB hurries before that injury. He also had three sacks and he was leading the team at that point as well. Very strong for the undersized edge. And I think that's why he plays well, really effective at sealing the edge, forcing runs to inside traffic and runs into guys like Jalen Carter throughout the season. You know, pass rush was improved in, in this season. I mean, that's where you look at these Georgia edge defenders and you always question, well, the sack numbers aren't there. But Georgia, if you look at the stats, they're actually one of the most effective teams at rushing without blitzing. Their, their pressure rate is one of the highest in college football. Uh, they're not really asked to do that from the edge at Georgia most of the time. You see that more in the postseason when Georgia's going up these, against these high-quality opponents in these big-time games. But I think his ability to take on bigger offensive tackles and push them out of the way, it's evident on his tape. And I think that's what's going to make NFL teams be able to at least put them at, at the top of the draft board with his skills that he showed in his speed and agility, plus him his ability to take on bigger tackles and it not be an issue. I think he'll really thrive, to be honest. All right. Good stuff, JC. Thank you so much for the time. He covers Georgia football for USA Today Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at JC underscore Shelton, S-H-E-L-T-O-N underscore. JC, appreciate the time. I'm sure we, we're going to be catching up quite a bit during this draft season. Yes, I hope so. And hey, everybody enjoy this beautiful time NFL draft. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Absolutely. Mine as well, JC. Thanks so much. You can catch more of our draft prospect series up on HoustonTexans.com. And of course, Texans 360 every Saturday night at 11 p.m. on ABC 13. We'll keep you up to date with all the happenings this offseason with your Houston Texans. But that's going to do for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.